0: Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission, who needs my permission, and why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. I don't want to grow
1: up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Wait, I don't even know that one.
2: Toys R Us?
1: Hmm.
2: Well, they're <laughs> semi-defunct. Toys R Us, they're gone. There are no more Toys R Us stores that I'm aware of. But Toys R Us was the toy store when Mm -hmm. when i was growing up and my kids were growing up really in the kind of the 90s 2000s and amazon killed them just destroyed them
3: if you wanted any kind of toy any kind of fun thing any kind of like set of something, stuffed something, like anything. It was ride there. on, it's-
2: drive around, slide down. Yeah. All the toys, all the manufacturers. Toys R Us was just a word. It was not a word. It's a the phrase, but but it is a word that you just threw out there, and everybody understood what what you meant in the United States, and because <laughs> apparently Carrie doesn't know. Um, that's why I'm explaining it. But what I did find out at the Macy's Thanksgiving parade this year is that every Macy's store now has a Toys R Us over in the corner. Ooh. So they have bought that brand because it is very recognizable and they are making it their toy section in their stores.
3: So their branding was so on point Mm -hmm. to this day. I will tell you, it is so funny because they did such a phenomenal job of branding that I still seriously, every time I see a giraffe, think of Toys R Us. And I think, you know, we can get all caught up in being adulty, but we really need to not lose that side of us. But I think, Having that ability to still play around and still, you know, dream about things and still have that curiosity, still have all those those things as you have when you're a kid, I actually think makes you really good in business and in life.
1: I was going to add in, guys. So Toys R Us did come to Australia more mm-hmm. recently. I think only in the last and nobody, nobody ever quote Kerry on the timeline or the research information technical stuff but i think maybe in the last five years um we had toy world ah definitely is that a familiar brand to you guys toy world no well we had a toy world and it was exactly the same as you're saying about toys r us you could get lego and barbies and cabbage patch dolls and my little ponies and you know swing sets and play sets and the the shell that you used to paddle in the pool with the sand on one side the water on the other all those things all those things and that that place was amazing had i lived in the city i'm sure it would have been even better but even the country stores were oh oh, you just had to go you just wanted to go
2: but that was the whole idea that was the draw is you can go to the toy mecca and bow down and worship at the feet of mattel or whatever whatever it was that you you wanted to to take home with you and re envision or reimagine or 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 whatever. Cause that's that creative that we brought from childhood, even though we're not good at playing anymore. We are good at maybe doing some leisure, but we're not good at play, I don't think. Gary <laughs> no, has, has a wide selection of uh, toys. How much, how much do you fantasy play with those toys? You know,
3: hi, my name's Billy. Oh, I'm Sally.
2: (laughs) You know, we're not doing that.
3: So last night we had a a robot because Carrie and I both have robots. We did a dance off last night on the mastermind party. So. (laughs) you have to like know who you're talking to here david we had a great (laughs) time with our toys (laughs) oh and
1: mine even mine even kamikaze off the desk oh Oh, my god it did not even joking oh my god it was hilarious
2: (laughs) well i will say my son grew up with andy and you have no idea what i'm talking about so toy story my son was Andy. They went to, they went off to college at the same, the same year. So when toy story oh. four or whatever it was came out and Andy's going off to college, um, my son was going off to college and of course, you know, toy store was a big part of our lives of, you know, we, we went out and we had to go to a, I guess a boutique type of a toy store to find a Woody and a buzz to, to get our my kids and then eventually we went don't tell anybody this we went to Disney after Toy Story two and my daughter was desperate everywhere we went there were um Jesse dolls everywhere everywhere and she wanted one so bad and we were like well we can't get you one right now we can't get you one right but on, oddly enough, when we got back to the hotel room, there was one waiting for her.
1: <laughs>
2: and it came from Walmart for like a third of the cost that it would have in the park. But she doesn't know that. Well, she does now. We actually talked about this a week ago. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that said, play, how does play come into what you do yes we have our toys i have my mother is trying to divest herself of, of my childhood in her home and i now have a uh, a bag wait let me run over here and get it
1: he, he literally went to get it <laughs> <laughs> i thought he was joking <laughs>
2: nope i have my oh, speeder my star yes. wars land speeder and i have a bag full a ziploc bag full of star wars characters and other things that she said these need to be living in your house
1: <laughs> and david i couldn't help but notice there's some heads missing there you might need to yeah. Put well back
2: together. yeah he's a he's a different kind of guy he's got an arm off and, um, <laughs> and but th- it's a it's just a flesh wound
1: i think
3: maybe there should be another episode of permission to get your junk out of my house maybe that would be <laughs> Because David, this wasn't last week you stopped playing with these toys, was it?
2: <laughs> no, but they've got space that they can they can justify. You no, know? and I, I'm my office here is my son's room, which I am just slowly, slowly getting rid of all of his stuff. Uh, he's now 30, so with a family David of his lives- own.
3: David has a giant house with all these rooms, and he he needs his stuff to stay his mamas. Like I think, mean- <laughs>
1: <laughs> but here's something. Here's something you did say, David, that is quite valid, and we need to separate it from today's conversation because there's collectibles. Yeah, I have I have collectibles, and for anyone that's listening and not watching, because you don't actually get the opportunity to watch here, um, I am waving my arm at my minions and there's another stack over there you know so i'm surrounded by all these toys not Mm -hmm. all of them are for playing just a small percentage that that cheer me up and and give me little moments of of inspiration to you know what like i don't feel like netflix i need a break i've been working all day so what am i going to play with That we have, as an adult, we should have permission to have those moments. We might want to go and jump in puddles. (laughs) Right?
2: When I'm with the grandkids, that gets me the chance to be a little bit more childish.
1: Exactly.
3: So, okay, I'm going to throw this out there, David, because why do we need an excuse? And I think that's what this episode is really about. Why do we need an excuse or some little person to hide behind when being okay with playing, like, it's okay to play. It's okay to not play. Like, it's okay, whatever, but don't lose that that curiosity that you have as a child to to see things in a different light or to you know just explore have an adventure (laughs) carrie's carrie's doing the toy show and tell over here just so everybody knows (laughs) and and i want to say that carrie's also the one that most people in the world have an elf on the shelf and carrie is the one that every year has an elf on the microphone she literally hangs her elf her little elf people on the microphone so when we hop on zoom it is hysterical to see these kind of things she's got toys in the background that are fun that doesn't make her not a grown-up that doesn't make her immature I'll call it she just has curiosity and adventure and she still is that way
1: and I could be in a small amount of denial of not wanting to grow up (laughs)
3: back to toys r us david (laughs)
2: there we go you know with with the reach that this podcast does have i mean it's likely that they will begin opening stores because of the promotion that we've given toys r us through this (laughs) they will be in all countries and all parts of the world soon because of this hype that we've that we've uh, been able to bring that said i think there is a distraction level to play that that keeps us from having to think about the real at the time. That's what's nice about watching kids play is they may either, my, my grandkids like to tell each other what they're supposed to be playing no pretend you're a thing and then in, in this and that and the other and this and there's this full full you know treatment of what the other person is supposed to be doing so that it fits into their play and maybe I'll jump on that analogy and say I think we we definitely still do that mm. pretend you're trustworthy pretend <laughs> that you understand boom gates pretend all these things in your life and that's how you can interact best with me and uh, you can play in my little imagination about how my world works so i think we still we guide and direct our play it's just you know what we'll call work
1: (laughs) or well, and David, you that's that's curious stuff right there because I even use it in words. When I create a new document that I'm just going to muck around with an idea or a concept or a project, I call it whatever the name of the project is sandpit. Every single time. So I think we can mentally play, not actually have to physically play. And I think I think a lot of us can benefit from that shift in mentality to to mm-hmm. change things up and actually feel a little bit more youthful. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm trying to hang on to my youth.
2: <laughs> I think we're all trying to hang on to that imagination and that play and that those bringing those fun ideas. There are those who don't. They generally aren't around me. I, I just don't connect with them as well.
3: So I have to giggle and tell you that from a little bitty girl, I've been accused of being bossy, but the truth was I was developing leadership skills. <laughs> I I do think that we are bossy sometimes. Like I think that's part of the play that's important is allowing things to happen Instead of orchestrating things sometimes, or instead of pushing on, this is the only agenda possible, allowing us to have that space to let things happen in a different way than what we are telling it to.
2: Well, and I'm curious how play was done. Before we had, and I'm going to use the term media, and I'm not including books in media so much as I'm talking about screen media. So before you had, I mean, you know, it started with Cowboys and Indians. That was Those were some of the first films. And then you had Pirates, and you have whatever these adventure films, even, I mean, I want to say even romances type of a, type of a thing that were appropriate for younger kids, but well, I mean, wizard of Oz, my goodness. Um, what would, but what was play like prior to that, where your imagination was shown to you instead of you completely making it up in your head?
3: think of how many sticks were swords
2: oh yeah like
3: how many times that and i like i'm country so it might not translate but how many times little boys rode propane tanks out in the backyard because that was their horse that was you know my husband was one of those and i love that picture of him um like there's just so many things that we used as normal everyday stuff that in our minds, we could go on an adventure, we could be somewhere else. And I do feel like that's part of play is what are we imagining for ourselves? What are we dreaming about? Instead of just staying in that box and staying in that expect, you know, expected that expected duty place, what can we do adventurous if only in our mind for today.
1: I'm going to tap into that, Kim, because co-country kid over here, we had belly carts going down hills at ridiculous speeds that were always stacked at, you know, multiple times during a a good belly cart session. We went minnowing in the local creek. You know, we we swam in dams. You don't even want to talk about the water. And, and we threw cats in haystacks and, and waited to see which hole they came out of, you know, and that was without, they were the, sorry, Mattel, but there was no Mattel involved whatsoever, nothing, not a single piece of that because not even, like the wheels came off something else. The timber was bits of, it just, it didn't even look good, you know, like it was just whatever. And, and prior to, to living on the farm, we were out until the streetlights came on and the minute those street lights came on, your parents were going, Come on, it's dinner time. And, and you were outside. You made adventures. You found things. You collected rocks. You played in little gutters on the side of the street. You know, you got muddy. You got dirty. You were c- probably cold and hot and nobody cared. You got wet. You know, didn't matter. It was great.
2: My mother taught elementary school, first and or second grade sometimes both in single year when they would do a split class, she taught for 41 years. So Uh all of her friends, all of her friends that she, she spent most of every day with were seven years old, six years old. And so that has informed me quite a bit as to how I can remain a certain age. and not, and I'm going to say this carefully, not take things too seriously. So that, that was definitely, you know, that age is of, of wonder. She, she really always enjoyed that time because they still loved you as a teacher. <laughs> they didn't know to hate you yet. And the cool thing was, I mean, she taught grandchildren of her, some of her early students.
3: So
2: they would just kind of stay in town. And
3: so Betty White, who is, who is David's mama. Mm -hmm. I I am laughing because she has a new title in my mind. And that is the adventure leader. Mm. She is the one taking them on an adventure Until they got a teacher that took them on a something boring, like on a busy work kind of thing. Because I think when you have an adventure, that's exciting and so fun. And maybe that's the part that Carrie and I tap into business-wise. Is we don't want the busy work. We don't want the boring part. There's things we don't, that are not our favorite to do in business. The we stay on the adventure of business. And I just like it just came to me though, that's what your mama's title in my head's gonna be from now on is the adventure leader. <laughs>
2: well, and I I'm sure she did this. I did not get this, you know, epiphany from her, but you know, leading people to discovery is a term that I have adopted for myself that I like to be able to do. I like telling the story that evolves to the point to learn the aha moment. I learned that term from uh, another mentor. And I think I've talked about him in, in a different podcast, but yeah. So that, that discovery, when, when you can lay out the breadcrumbs for somebody else to go, aha, and find the X that marks the spot, then I think that's again, that's, that's, you're learning through play to, to let people find out that, okay, well, I can reach over here and grab their toys and walk away with them, but somebody's going to cry. And we don't want the crying daggummit. So, <laughs> so there's, yeah, so that that's a that's a definite issue which which we all have to learn to to get along with people. We all have to learn to and that's what play does.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, when puppies are little, and you'd all know I'm puppy crazy, but when puppies are little, that's one of the ways that they learn to not bite too hard or how to be nice to each other as as a pack is that one will bite the other and that one will squeal because it hurt. And if you watch them, they'll do that for a few weeks. But when they get bigger, they're a lot more careful with each other. Or otherwise you would see, you know, bloody dog attacks everywhere because they wouldn't know how to not bite each other. And I think that we can look at that and think of that in our human pack and think, when I say this, this hurts somebody, or when I do this, this hurts somebody, and it does teach us, but I feel like sometimes we've learned to not play, because somebody wants to be so serious. They take the fun out of life, or the fun out of business, or the fun out of just doing anything, and I don't want to live my life like I am not crazy about adulting let's just say that <laughs> but I I don't want to live my life even though I'm you know this old now I don't want to live the rest of my life without any fun in it or without any
1: play or without the adventure of life no fun busters allowed how's that <laughs> perfect woohoo I got a question <laughs> for you guys and go what is your favorite meal at maccas
2: and you'll have to explain the one of those words that you said the meal yeah what is a meal
1: (laughs) maccas mcdonald's yes good point good point over here mickey d's mcdonald's maccas is the australian kind of shortcut and i wanted to know what is your favorite meal? I know you, you maybe you don't even partake in McDonald's. Oh, Kim's giving me that look like, oh, oh, oh bail out, bail out. I, I will confess, we
3: are my husband and I are well over a thousand days plant based and we don't do McDonald's. So I am not a good one to ask, Gary, because my favorite is nothing there. <laughs>
1: David will answer the question. I will
2: say what I think you're leading toward. It's always fun to get the happy meal.
1: Exactly, because it comes with a toy. <laughs> and I don't even—I don't even like the cheeseburgers, and you know. And sorry, McDonald's. This this podcast is not sponsored by McDonald's. Um, but it, however,
2: it's, info at your permission to win. If you would like to send us a bunch of money.
1: <laughs> but it is all about the toy. I will get the Happy Meal. A, it's pretty cheap, like, because, you know, they want to feed the kids and have them grow up with all the sugar and the stuff and, you know, get addicted and all the... Oh, sorry. Thank you, sponsors, for kindly sending all that money. Um, but it's the toy. It is literally the toy. I, I will, just for the toy. I know I'm sucked in and I know that's, like, what it's all about. I don't care. I want the toy. I don't care.
2: Well, how many organisations and I'm going to take a negative spin just for a minute. Okay. Just ride with me for a second. How many organizations do we deal with that use the idea of not childishness, but what's, what's the word I'm looking for adventure or, you know, reliving your childhood do organizations grasp onto to, get you to give your money and that nostalgia that comes from play and all these movies that we, we have coming out with our childhood heroes and whatnot, because they're, they're grasping onto that play that we miss. They're marketing toys to adults. You have a stack of Funko Pops behind you, Carrie of Minions, and my daughter last year. I'm proud to say I now own two Funko Pops total. One is Cousin Eddie, the other is Clark Griswold with his Marty Moose eggnog glass. So that is that nostalgia that that people put on us of things that we remember from our childhood that is definitely a major marketing ploy for better or for worse. Now we enjoy it. We, we put the little things on our desk and, and we enjoy those things. We go see the movies and, you know, we, we just relive a little bit of what it was like to be carefree. I think is what it's all about.
3: I'm going to go back to the adventure part, David. That's fine. I think it's for me anyway. It, it is the, the adventure piece. It is the thing that we can do, we can be, we can go places, we can like all of those things. And I feel like my adult life has turned into what I played when I was little. Like, I think that that's part of the draw for play. I don't want it to be boring if business was boring, I couldn't stay in business. And knowing that we lead with that, like we're very polarizing when it comes to business and it's intentional because if you want boring, if you want lecture style learning, you want that kind of stuff. We are not the right like business to do business with. If you want fun and, you know, Carrie had coined a phrase, and I'm going to tell on you, Carrie. But it was um, that that it's serious biz- business results wrapped in fun. That was like just a part of a quote she had, but I wrote it down, and I love it because we can do things that are, you know, needle moving for other people. We can make big changes in this world but we can still have fun doing it. We don't have to do the negative side. We can do the positive side and and we choose fun. We choose fun, David.
2: Well, and and there are people who either have lost that fun or just don't thrive in the fun and there is a tribe for them and that's that's great you know they they really focus on that i don't want to confuse fun and when, when i say fun meaning outdoor sports and you know like hiking biking things like that that you do more more as a grown up type of a thing which are borderline exercise that's not what we're talking about we're talking about things that are much closer to play And using imagination, it doesn't take imagination to play tennis. It takes imagination to come up with another fun, crazy idea that gets you to the next level in your company, maybe.
1: We never have crazy ideas, David.
2: Well,
3: I can't lie. So don't ask me that question. (laughs) (laughs) I was just playing.
2: I see what you did there. Love it. So yeah, I think play, you're right. Play is where we stop taking ourselves not seriously, but we stop taking ourselves to boredom. We just enjoy what it is that we that we do and we give ourselves the permission and the freedom for people to look a little askance at us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's perfect well said.
2: So I think if you've got some experiences where you audience member have learned how to play again or never stopped playing at all we'd love to hear that kind of stuff cuz we run out of ideas and we just need sometimes to to add a new friend or a new playmate to our daily routine and you know it would just be great to add to that cadre of of professional friends, <laughs> so message us at info at yourpermissiontowin.com if your parents let you have a cell phone or a computer, and just
3: that would be for adults only. Let me just make that clear: this is playful adults, not kids.
2: <laughs> yes, send us send us your thoughts and ideas. If you want to hear a different topic on the show send that in as well. Info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And I don't know about you, but I am going over here to play with my land speeder.
1: Yay! (laughs) It sounds like the train line.
2: It's the train crossing, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, it goes with the boom gate. There you go. Thank you all for being on this episode. Here goes the boom gate. Go ahead, Gary. Boom. (laughs) Choo-choo
0: choo choo <laughs> oh. thanks for spending time with David and Kim now it's your turn to explore permission in your world if you have any thoughts ideas or questions about the show please email info at your permission to and although they don't need permission to produce new episodes they sure would appreciate it your permission in the form of a five-star rating and review will help keep the show going until next time here's your permission to win